at the point of time, I had one girl, my older girl, who was about five years old. I brought her to a preschool and we were walking back and all my savings were gone. And I had about, what, less than $7 in my pocket and not much in my account. And I was an ex-army captain. You know, I, I used to have no issues with that. And now I've came to the level where I had no money. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. Join our community to claim your podcast listener discount on my Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp, where students learn how to value companies like a pro and advance their career. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com to join the community for free. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Sakthival Thivar. Sakthival, are you ready to rock? Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much. And always ready, looking forward to be here with you. And before we start up, I just want to say one thing that made me excited to be here. It's the name of your podcast. Straight to the point, what is your worst investment? And I'm you know, really honored to be here. And yes, let's rock and roll. I love it. Yeah. And I, you know, I meet a lot of people that, that are starting podcasts. And I just use mine as an example, like, you know, get straight to it. A lot of people try to go around the bush or try to do something cute and fancy. Mine just hits you between the eyes. You either like it or you run away. So exactly. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Saktivan is a highly sought after international speaker and maximum performance coach within the business and corporate circles, starting his career in the most challenging way possible as a military officer and airborne ranger in the Singapore Armed Forces. Sakthivo, take a moment and fill any further tidbits about your life. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. And, um, you know, thank you for all of you all to be, you know, listening to this podcast. Now, just a bit about myself. People usually mistake me to be somebody, you know, very stern because I'm a military officer, airborne ranger, you know, and, and they say that Sakti, you must be a very stern guy, a disciplined guy. Now, the reality is this. I, I just believe in living my life by my design. I don't like rules and regulations around me. I mean, it's ironic, right? Being in the army and I'm telling you that I don't like that. Why? Because life is too short. You know, uh, why would I want to have rules in my life? I'll rather take control. So currently, I love my time, you know, doing my business, whether it's making an impact to people and, you know, meeting up people and making a difference to them as well as being a father of two girls. So I spend a lot of time. Why? Because they are my greatest investment. Though I'm here to talk about the worst investment, I like to say they are my greatest investment because they keep teaching me how I can be better. And, and that's what I spend most of my time. And that's me. So um, in a nutshell... I love my life and I just find ways to just get experiences to keep learning. That's exciting. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the lessons from what you just said is that there, there's times that we need to be strict. There's times that we need rules, but boy, not at our time right now. At, at our age, as we get older, we get more experienced. We want to bring more value to the world. It's not about following the rules. It's about figuring out where is our place to add value. And before we, you know, before we go into the big question of the podcast, maybe you can tell us just a little bit about kind of what's your, what's your angle, what's your specialty, what's your secret sauce about the way that you help people to think about performance and all that. Maybe you could just give us a little bit of tidbits about that. Yeah, 
Sure. Um, now, I started up in the military and, uh, you know, being in the special ops, that's always been a question, right? How are we able to be the elite soldiers? You know, how do we go about performing? I mean, there are a lot of books out there, right? From ex-regulars who are in the special ops and everything. So when I came out to be a business owner, then there's a story behind that. The reason I was out because there was a training accident. You never see that in papers back in Singapore, but uh, there's three of our servicemen who passed away. And I was supposed to be one of them in that location, but I was saved because we were overseas and I was told to finish my food before I go there. And that food saved me from being at the place of the accident. So, you know, that got me thinking. It's like, wow, you know, that's a calling for me. That's much more than just being a soldier. So that's what made me start thinking, what would I want to do for the rest of my life apart from being a soldier? Though I love soldiering. So that's when I came out and I realized that I wanted to be in a place where I can make an impact. And I saw that a lot of people are always talking about performance. You know, how can I do better? And that is what I wanted to do. How can I bring the lessons that I learned being an elite soldier out in the corporate world? And in order to do that, I got to lead by example. I must be able to do that. So I decided to go into the financial industry, you know, take on a business and, and start working on it and, you know, do that like military, right? uh, lead by example, get that results, be there. And right now what I do is that I work with a lot of organizations, individuals to talk about I, three key areas when I talk about maximum performance. I just call it MAX, work on the mindset, come up with strategies and uh, you know action plans because uh, without action plan, nothing happens, right? And the most important X, it's about execute, take action. If you don't take action, your plans are just a piece of paper. So it's getting the right mindset, have your action plans and strategies, and let's go out there and execute, validate, learn from it, and do it better. So this is what I help organizations and individuals do. It could be anything, whether it's in sales, it could be in leadership, doesn't matter. The principles are always the same. And that's what I do. And recently, I've been working with quite a few students as well. I believe that students can have or develop this mindset as well. So I work with a lot of students as well. You know, it's hard for a person to think about, you know, let's say you're working with top leadership in a company. You know, it's hard for people to think that these people need this help. I mean, they're already at the top. They've, got, yeah. they've done a lot of things right to get there. But we know that they do need this help. But why? Why is it that they're not doing what they should be doing? Because maybe they don't know it or they just don't. They need support. They, what is it that you know, makes those people that you coach and support and advise, you know, what holds them back that you're able to break through with them? Yeah, a lot of times, Andrew, it's because they don't see the reason, right? I mean, we, we don't look for solutions when we don't have a problem, right? I mean, it's like, why do I look for a solution or why do I look for anything if I don't need it? So what I usually do is, I mean, they are on top there because they are capable of achieving great things. Mm -hmm. And usually I'll have conversations with them and I ask them, look, you know, uh, how about things and where you want to be and where you are now? Are you happy? Or do you think there's potential to grow? Realistically, a lot of them will say, yes, I got potential to grow. I can be better. So, you know, this is, this is how the conversation starts. So, and, and then the next thing is, so what's stopping you? Or, you know, what are the reasons where you are not getting there? Or you find that it's stopping you from getting there or delaying you. And this is where we have these conversations first. And let them realize and, and get the answers for themselves. They identify their own problem. Because when you are convinced that you have an issue, it may not be a problem or you have something that you want to work on, that conviction will want you to take action. So that's my job, you know, to first of all, let you see. Because a lot of us, we don't do things not because we don't want to, 
because we are not informed or we are not aware. So my job is to just ask questions and see whether if they can see if there's any areas they want to work on. So for the listeners out there, I mean, think about it. I know one of the things that I, uh, I faced when I was a financial analyst in the stock market is that, in fact, everybody, all the analysts and fund managers, everybody was working super hard, but very few people actually took care of themselves that well, even their own money. They, took, they did a huge amount of work for their clients' money, due diligence and all that, and then they'd just throw their money at some wild investment that just you know, was just absolute speculation. And so what I'm hearing from you is people are looking for growth and happiness. And what I'm hearing from you is that you help them to identify where they're going, map out the direction, and then support them in that process rather than it's not like you come in with an answer. You help them go through that process. So for the folks out there, what's the best way for them to follow you, listen to you, learn from you? We're going to have all the links in the show notes, but where would you recommend that they, they go to, to, to contact you? Now, I will suggest, you know, uh, you can catch me on LinkedIn because I make it a point to have a post every day. And these are not posts where, you know, I write it a week before it's a campaign, but I write what I feel the night before or the morning and I put it out. It could be an experience I had, for example, you know, with Andrew yourself today, right? So it could be a post about you just, uh, the next day, you know, what are my thoughts? So I share things. So LinkedIn would be a great place because... You can also, you know, straight away just direct message me and say, hi, Sakti, you know. So that would be the best place to catch me. Perfect. All right. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it. Then tell us your story. Yes. You know, I, I like the way you made it sound, right? Nobody, you know, gets into a worst investment knowing they are going to. Now, my story, it's not about, I, I mean, I'm a strong believer that money can be earned. Right. You know, we are out there and it's a tool, right? It's a tool that we want to buy experience. We want to do for my family. So I will say that for me, time, it's very important. Maybe it's because of the experience I had before I left military where, you know, I could have been no more here, but I was given another second chance. I will call it where, you know, I have much more things to do that. So for me, I think investing on people was something that was important. Who I decide to invest my time, my resources on. Now, uh, the experience of the story that I had was when I left the army, I was very clear that I want to make a difference to people. And I knew that 11 to 12 years, I was in the military. I was right in the well. I've always been talking about leading people in the military context. So I never knew how uh, the world was out there in the corporate world. So when I want to start something, what I knew I needed was a good mentor. And I wanted to be in an industry where I can make an impact to people. So I went to the financial industry. Why? Because when I went to meet one of the parents whose, whose, whose son passed on, they were hawkers and they were in their late, early 50s and their only son passed on. And to them, they had invested everything on their son and he was their potential retirement plan. So when I met them, that hit me hard, right? It's like only son, no more. And then I like, so what are they going to do? And when I talked to them and I checked with them and they told me that, oh, you know, for us, our kid is everything. We never knew such thing will happen. So that hit me. It's like, there could be many others out there. Right? I mean, as much as we do not expect things to happen to anyone, but it can happen, right? I mean, that's what unfortunate incidents happen. So I wanted to be in a place where I can make an impact to people, to help people, to make the right decisions in terms of, you know, if uncertainties happen. And I thought financial industry was a good place. Why? I make an impact on people. 
And instead of being a, a guy who just goes out to sell a property, a car, I'm selling concepts. I'm selling dreams. I'm selling people ways of how things can be done better. And I realized that was the best place for me to, you know, really sharpen my ex, to talk to people, to sell and articulate myself. It, it is a challenging thing, right? So I realized, let's put myself, I mean, being a ranger myself, you know, no challenge means no fun, right? So I, I, I decided to be there. Now, when I was there, now this is where the story starts. We are always looking for somebody to guide us through. So at the point of time, now what I did was that I had a belief that it's me. It's all about me. If I'm good, I'm good, right? So I never thought of the importance of actually investing myself in a right mentor. So I went out there, I talked, and then, you know, this guy came up to me. He said, hey, don't worry, Shakti, I can do this for you. And I did not think twice. I said, okay, fine. If this guy can do it, I think, fine. And I decided to just join him and I went on. And now what are the painful things that I learned? Right? Yeah, he did a decent job. I won't say it's a bad job, but... You know, along the way, when I started to know more of the industry, I realized, hey, look, you know, this is not what I joined you for. You know, it's not about just doing sales and making money. It's about making an impact. And the dollars and cents, it's an afterwards. It will come, right? I mean, if you do the right things and you're, you know, you make a difference and you are really good at it, the dollars and cents will be there. It will come. You know, it's a by the way thing. But here, the focus was just dollars and cents. And, and I realized that I was not doing well because my heart was not there. So eight months into the business, I used to share this thing in my LinkedIn post before. It's a book that costs $10. You know, I, my, my, I had two girls, right? At the point of time, I had one girl, my older girl, who was about five years old. I brought her to a preschool and we were walking back and all my savings were gone. And I had about, what, less than $7 in my pocket and not much in my account. And I was an ex-army captain. You know, I, I used to have no issues with that. And now I've came to the level where I had no money. And you know, there's this esteem, right? I've been paying my bills and today I don't have. So as we were walking past, there was this makeshift bookstore and my girl picked up a book and said, dad, can you buy for me this? And I realized that the book cost $10. And, you know, ironically, or I don't know, it's coincidentally, the book was Beauty and the Beast. And at that point of time, I had to become the beast to tell her, ah, you know, because it cost $10 and I only had $7 in my pocket. I got to disappoint and lie to my small girl to tell her that, ah, this is not a good book, you know, forget about it. And I could see the disappointed face on, you know, it's like, why? You told me that books are good. And, and I, I, I had to think of every single creative way to lie to the girl to say, leave the book there. We'll get it some other time. This is not a good book. Mm. And I managed to do that. You know, kids, right? They, they, they always believe the parents. And, and I walked away. And when I came home, it took me a couple of days to really, you know, question myself. Like, what am I doing? You know, it's not just the dollars and I was behind on my bills. And I was not doing well. It's not my capability, but it's like, why? So when I went up to the, the, the mentor or the manager and asked him, look, you know, this is what's happening. What should I do? He told me, you know, Sakti, you just got to focus. You just got to go out there and talk to people. And so I realized that I was not getting the right direction. I was not given the, the correct ways of how I can do things. And that's when I realized that's it. Right now I can go up on a blaming game to say I didn't have a good mentor, but I knew that I made a wrong investment the investment of investing my time and my next career with the wrong person because I did not make my due diligence to check whether are there other options. What should I look for in a mentor? I did not. I just decided that he's the one. I just go for it. So who do I blame? Now, one of the key things I learned is I'll take responsibility for my actions. So I'm not here to talk about, you know, that I invested my time with the wrong mentor and I'm here to point fingers to say he had done all those things. I mean, in one way, think about it over the years, I got to thank him. Because he had learned, he taught me a lot of lessons, right? He has inspired me to do a lot more things. But that investment made me, you know, lose my confidence in myself, right? The ego, you know, thinking about it, I'm a special ops officer out there, you know, 
commanding about 700 over men and I've done so many things and suddenly I felt so small, not being able to buy a book for my five-year-old, not able to pay my bills, coming home, talking to my wife to tell her, don't worry, things will be fine. But at the back of the head, I'm thinking like, what's next? What am I going to do? You know, I have to have that straight poker face, right? And these were the things. So then that is when, when I sat down, I think about it. So what should I do? Yeah, I made an investment and I knew for sure it was a very, very bad investment. So what's next? Am I going to sit down here and think about it or, or do I move on? And that was the day I made a decision that the book that cost $10 became my turning point in life. I'm never, ever going to do that. And I think I took one step to say that I will never want another dad or mom to feel the same way. And I can't change the world. I can't do this for everyone, but I should be able to do this for a couple of people. You know, if it, you know, we have a star story in the sea, right? If I throw one starfish into the sea, it makes a difference to that one starfish to stay alive. So same thing. If I can make a difference to a couple of people, then I've made my, you know, a difference to them. So that was where it started. I decided this time around to look for mentors who can teach me, you know, to bring me to the next level. So I went up to them, I learned and so on. So I think that was my worst investment that I done. And whoa, a painful one. <laughs> and how do you, uh, how would you summarize the lessons that you learned from this experience? Now, the greatest lesson I realized is that, you know, any point of time, any decisions we make, especially with people, right? It's about to find out whether are they in line with what we believe in. Right? Whether it's our career, whether it's about them mentoring us, it's about doing anything. It's about you know, finding out, be clear of who do you want to, or who do you want to actually go up to, to invest your time with. And will they be able to bring us to where we want to be? That should be a certain level of research. Just like going for investment, right? You don't blindly go into an investment. You don't blindly invest in a house. You do your back-end research. So look at the options available for you and who will be the best person. Have a chat if you need to. Talk to them and never be worried to ask because you're investing your time and that's the biggest value they want to have. So that's the biggest asset we have, right? Mm. And, and your life, your, your career, your family depends on what you make, you know, the decision you make. So take your time, don't rush. And, and that is the biggest advice that I will give people. And maybe I'll add in a few things that I took away. First of all, I've looked at the, uh, as an analyst, I've analyzed all the people that have talked to me, that have written me, and I've come up with six common mistakes. And number one, biggest common mistake is fail to do their own research. And I think here you're telling us, you know, and telling the listeners out there that take the time to do the research and the benefits will, will come off. There's a, a bunch of things I wrote down. I mean, the first thing I wrote down as you were talking in, uh, towards the end was the idea of time. It's the only real resource that we have. Time allows us to do the other things that we want to do. But if we don't have time, if there's no time, if time is running out, you can't make that impact. So that's the first thing. And that, that's our first resource that you remind me of. The other thing I wrote down is get the right boss. So many people get stuck in situations where they're with the wrong people and they stay out of convenience or whatever. If you're not with the right boss, your job is to get with them. My first boss in the financial world, he hired me in 1993, and we are still close friends to this day. It was purely by luck. I mean, I would take any job that came along at the time, but he was a boss that really helped me and guided me over the years and has been there all of my life. And 
Last thing I just wanted to touch on is um, I was asked by, I was asked to go to the regulator here in Thailand, the Securities and Exchange Commission, to talk about, because I had written a book called How to Start Building Your Wealth, Investing in the Stock Market, talking about long-term investing for individuals that don't really know much about the stock market. And they asked me, you know, they're facing a challenge, and that is that, you know, Thai people are getting older before they get rich. You know, Japan is old now, but they're rich. And so they, you know, asked me, they're saying, well, we're going to be facing this huge problem of we won't be able to fund their retirements. And, you know, I, we talked about some solutions to that, but I said, but let's not forget that you are actually implementing right now the most successful retirement system in the history of mankind. It's called family. And you think you're going to get an answer by shifting over to the style that America does, as an example, where you no longer rely on the family. You either rely on yourself or you rely on your government. Yeah, there's some pros to that, and it makes sense. But do not walk away from what works. And just thinking about the story of the hawkers that lost their, their son and, you know, how, how meaningful that is. You know, the idea of in Asia, family is so critical. And it's become more critical to me because I live with my 1938-born mother who's 83 years old. And, uh, you know, it's my pleasure to have taken care of my mom for the last five years. And, and I look forward to that. So, anyways... There's a lot of things I wrote down and I thought about. Is there anything you would add to that? Yeah, I think it's it's, it's work both ways, not only just choosing a boss, but I think even when we like, you know, when we when we receive guidance from people, we want to invest time to receive to be mentored, or even when we are gonna give, choosing the right person to give, right? I think it's important that we also invest the time with the right people. Because along the years, I also had experience, you know, spending my time and effort with people. And I realized that, look, you know, why have I spent so much time on someone who just is not committed for themselves? Mm. So, and, and this thing sometimes, you know, stops us from wanting to do certain things that could have made a difference to somebody who really deserved it. So it's always about, you know, taking a right step people. back. Yes, pick the right people. Because uh, I think our time and the value we can give to individuals is very valuable. So don't waste it on the wrong time. I mean, it's the same thing as using money, right? Don't waste yeah. your money on buying the wrong things. Same thing. That's yep. one thing that I wanted to add on. I always say to people now when they ask me, you know, hey, I'd like to ask you for your advice. And after I listen to their situation, I then reiterate. So I'd say, you're asking for my advice. Is that correct? And they're saying, yes. Okay. Then I hit them between the eyes and I say, okay, you're asking for it. And there it is. And also, if they come back and go, yeah, but that's not the same as my, I'm like, look, you asked for my advice, there it is. And uh, it helps to kind of not get too caught up in it. If somebody really isn't into receiving it or they want something different, it kind of shuts that down. So, all right. So now, based upon what you've learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Two things that I will tell them. Now, one of it will be specifically to be clear of what you want. When you are out there, when you are looking, you know, thinking of investing your time on learning something or from someone, especially from someone, be clear what you are looking out for. Right? Because when you are clear, this is what I'm, I mean, sometimes at least you need to be clear of what is the outcome or what is the, the things that you require from this person and whether if this person is able to bring me to that direction. Now, just like any investment, right? There's no guarantees. 
So I'm not saying that you need to guarantee it and get 100%, but at least be clear that you have done your due diligence, take your time and do that. I think that is important. Why? Because you're going to commit your time and you're also going to get them to commit their time. So you know, always do that. And never, never stop yourself from want to grow. You know, never stop yourself from wanting to say that, look, you know, I, 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 it takes too much of my time to grow, to, to ask people for advice, to look for these things. Oh, Sakti, I don't have the time to invest or to, to do my research to do this because you are investing in yourself when you do this. So that's the biggest investment, right? Nothing gives you a better return than yourself. So every time you're looking into spending your time with people and anything else, it's about, even a way, you are indirectly investing in yourself because it's about your growth. So take the time, do not rush. And if you think the person doesn't, you know, it's not your cut, learn to say no. Mm-hmm. It's one of the toughest things. And in Asia, it's tough for people to say no. I mean, if you, if you think about it, right? So, you know, or, or say, thank you so much. I think this is not what I'm looking for, but I appreciate your time. And you have to move on. You need to say no. And, and this is something that I realized because a lot of them, they get stuck with this thing called obligation. Mm. Ah, and who has invested my time with him. I can't say no. I can't hurt him. You know, I just got to find, just move on with it. And that is something that we are, it's not the right thing. We are not being fair to ourselves and to the other person. So yep. learn to say no. Yeah. If you think that it's not a right match. Yeah, it's not as bad as you think. They're probably happy to hear no too sometimes. So, <laughs> all right, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Well, currently I'm writing a book and I've been like, a, you know, bit like I've been supposed to have this book way before, but it's like never good enough, right? Every time I go out there. So I told myself by end of this year, I'm going to have this book. It's titled Rise Above Mediocrity. And um, this is what I believe that every single individual have a choice to rise above mediocrity. It's okay to be mediocre, but we have a choice. And this is where I put out my experience for myself and the people I've talked to. So I'm going to get that book out end of the year and I'm spending a lot of time on that. And I also give talks. So this year, my biggest goal is to reach out to as many people because after the pandemic, I think this is where people... I won't say they need, but this is where we need to come forward to make a difference to people. You don't wait to just receive. But if I've received something, so I actually work with a lot of organizations, individuals, and to say, look, you know, there are things that I want to share. So I reach out and talk to as many people as possible and organizations. And that is the key focus and goal that I have. I don't go by numbers. I don't have a numbers like 100 or 200 people. But it's like consistently just looking out for people and talking to them and engaging with organizations and teams on that. Mm, Fantastic. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com. And when you join, you get that special discount to the Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp. Bootcamps, something that Sakti knows a lot about. (laughs) As we conclude, Sakti, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of A. Stotts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Yeah, definitely. Learn from the lessons that you have done. I think these are key lessons. And uh, I think uh, wake up every morning, tell yourself that if I'm good at something, how can I go about doing it better? I think that's why life gets exciting. So, you know, lead an exciting life, wake up excited and, you know, live day by itself. Beautiful. 
And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth, fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.